back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We're your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. And you know the drill. We're living, back. Living the dream. We are back. Kyle's I've got it. I've been a... waiting for this moment oh. all night long. Savor it. It's oh, a good sound. This is going to be so good. I already cracked mine open. I couldn't even make it that far. But. Oh, yes. Kyle needs the energy to bring us a whole bunch of. Dope ass dog man attacks. So I'm yeah. stoked on this I one. Got, I think there's like two or three in here. Uh, and the first one is fucking creepy. And it also runs parallel to one of my experiences that I didn't equate to dog man until we were on the confessionals. And then I'm like, hmm, interesting. Could be, bro. But that's for later on. First, we got to get through all the business. That's so. right. Check us out at all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Come and hang out with us. There's all different kinds of ways you can get your stories out. They're in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. We need official sponsors. So Monster, Dr. Squatch, uh, other cool stuff. Ferrari. For Yeah, Ferrari. All of it. We need you <laughs> that's, that's the squatch call everyone yeah so get us sponsors Ooh, squatch call yeah i definitely definitely think that they should you nailed it i did i know you we're getting sponsored it. tomorrow yeah so if you have a prayer paranormal experience you'd like to share the show notes will tell you how to do it if you if you have one you'd actually like to converse with us about, if you don't want to just send an email in, you feel comfortable coming on the show and talking about it, shoot us an email. We'll set it up. Just had a great conversation with our homie Kenneth tonight. It was awesome. It was just a good time just talking with our buddy. Yeah, so, it was cool. If you'd like that, get at us. All different kinds of ways to support the show. We've got a Patreon. we got a Venmo. All those links are also in the show notes. We have a merch store. If you'd like to buy a t-shirt, that'd be cool as fuck. So you could be stylish and weird all in the same breath. Just be awesome. There's other ways you can support us. Best way is to tell all your friends that are into weird shit about us. Please. Pass the word on. Please. It's the it's the really the best thing you can do for anyone. With some of the emails that we've been recently getting, I feel like we're teetering on the abyss of awesomeness. <laughs> I, I you know what I'm here for it because we got. I hope so. Which I mean, well, in some of the phone calls, like we have Project Mannequin Lady, we've got Monsters Are Real, we've got the. South America stuff. Predator. Yeah, South American Predator. Yeah, if these people would get a hold get a hold of us again, yeah. that would be great. We need to have a conversation with well, all of you. We would like to talk about it. Um so yeah, I feel like I feel like we're right there. Like the weird shit is finally starting to pour in. To really, really go somewhere good. You guys Get to be part of it. Yeah, we're gonna. Me and Steve are gonna quit our jobs, and we're going Tomorrow. to South America and fighting predator and other beings that we don't know yeah. exist. Yeah. So that that is a preload to what's coming in the future. Possibly if they email us back. That, that's true. That's true. So, My bad. If you're listening to the show, if you're listening to the show, and something exceptionally weird has happened to you, 
holler at us. Please. But if you don't have anything weird happen to you, you're like, hmm, what can I do to be part of the show? Well, you can go and leave us a five-star rating and review. That'd be sick. Yes, please. And I'll shout you out on a future episode. Like this wonderful person. Meow Meow 214. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Meow Meow 214 says, Weird and wonderful. Give these guys a go. They are great. If you want stories that are weird and creepy, then this podcast is for you. Every time I listen to them before I, I sleep, I always end up listening to multiple episodes. Stay weird. Silly face emoji. I think as far as I can remember... That is my second favorite <laughs> uh, username. It's got to be Bigfoot Bong Ripper. Bigfoot Bong Ripper to date has taken the cake. But hey, let's play a game. Anyone that gets starts a giving... tattoo of Bigfoot taking bong rips will get a Hollow Sky sticker pack. I mean, and, and, and me and Steve. We'll get professional pictures taken of our face, and then we'll we'll sign those and send them to you as well. <laughs> I didn't agree to any of this shit. <laughs> but no, seriously, from now on, all you all you comedians out there, start making epic <laughs> handles for our reviews. That way, we have to read some specifically Apple. Very interesting username. Bigfoot Bong Ripper is the pinnacle right now, so you're going to have to bring your A game. What was this one? Meow Meow? <laughs> meow Meow. That's so good. It's so yeah. dumb. Meow it's, Meow 214. I love it. I love we, the fact that it's 214 as well. We appreciate you. Absolutely. So much. That made me you laugh. You two are weird and wonderful, and we love you. Oh, that's so good. I, I hope that people listen to that and start making the most fucking ridiculous I hope someone gets usernames. a fucking Bigfoot bong ripper tattoo. That'd be cool, too. <laughs> you know somebody's going to. They have to. It's, yeah. it's out there now. Yeah. yeah. If, you don't, if you don't have a Bigfoot bong ripper tattoo, you are not in support of the podcast. So It's true. Very true. It's out there. Anyway, moving on. We have our listener experience of the day for the show that I will get into right now. It is from our friend Todd. It's titled Paranormal from New Mexico. He says, What's up, guys? Great podcast. I've been in law enforcement for over 10 years. I started working in the Phoenix, Arizona area and ended up in rural New Mexico. While working in Phoenix, I mainly worked on a night shift and worked in the southernmost area of Phoenix with a clear view of the Estrella Mountains and the South Mountain. In the 90s, the Phoenix Lights happened over the South Mountain, and particularly over Australia or over Australia Mountains. My partner and I, along with several other officers, had seen many different occasions, seen on many different occasions, lights that would come and go over the mountains. At first, I thought it was planes on a final approach to Sky Harbor, which is Phoenix's airport, but quickly dismissed this because of the erratic movements of the lights. I have also worked on missing person cases where hikers seem to vanish with, for no reason. Weird. Now, <clears throat> moving to New Mexico, I hired on with the very rural sheriff's department. The county I worked in was nestled between three different Native American tribes with vast amounts of the county roads traveling through the native lands. I was working nights 
as I prefer the night shift for my own reasons, but this particular night I had a reserve deputy riding with me. Now, a few weeks earlier, we had two natives get hit by a semi after coming in contact with one of the local police departments. So our sheriff made a new regulation that we had to give people a ride if we found them to be walking down one of the many dark roads. So this night, my reserve deputy and I saw a native man walking on the opposite side of the highway, so I turned around and made contact with the man. It was below freezing temps this night, so I'd offered him a ride, and after a quick pat-down, I'd let him in the car. He told us he was walking to the next town to the truck stop, or yeah, the truck shop for work, so I headed that way. He didn't speak much as most natives in the area were quiet people, so I didn't press for conversation with him. The truck stop was about a 10-minute ride, and once I arrived, I notified dispatch and got out to open the door only to find that my back seat was completely empty. I physically touched this guy during my pat-down, and I know for a fact he was in my car. My reserve deputy also saw the guy and even noted that he could smell the faint smell of body odor in the car from the guy. We have cameras installed in the back seat to video prisoners during transport. We rushed back to the office and pulled the footage. On the video, you can hear myself and the reserve deputy talking and even hear him say he saw a guy walking. You can see me standing outside the patrol car talking, see the back door open, and then the footage goes completely static for a full 11 minutes. Then you see me looking in the back seat like a damn fool. We have a couple dispatchers and two other deputies that are native, and I told them, or I told each of them. Two thought it could have been a skinwalker, but the others were sure it was a native man that froze to death almost 30 years earlier. The truck stop had changed hands several times, but has remained open the whole time, and this guy worked in the restaurant as a cook. The story goes that he walked to and from work daily and had been asked to cover the night shift when he never showed for work. The next morning, he was found frozen in a snowbank by a state worker driving a snow truck. I have a few other stories. One includes a lady in white and a few other accounts from friends that work at a local coal mine as well. Thanks for the great podcast. Stay weird, fuckers. Todd. All right. Hell yeah. That's a fucked up story. I do dig um, the fact that you've seen the Phoenix Lights. That's a pretty integral UFO uh, sighting. Yeah. Probably the most well-known UFO sighting. Yeah, definitely. Which is pretty awesome that you got to experience that. I'm just... Mind fucked on this uh, happening here. Like, uh, it's bizarre that he was able to touch the the fella. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. The physicality of it all makes it not seem as ghosty. Ghosty. Same. As opposed to the other option skinwalker yeah i mean it's possible <clears throat> yeah i because i don't i don't know all the ins and outs of skinwalkers either though like can they just straight up vanish i don't know man i mean mate most likely why not yeah it's not? weird that the whole the whole situation is weird the fact that you, you, there's video of you pulling over, you conversing with your deputy about the man that you clearly see walking along the yeah. road. You open up the back door, and any time that this entity was supposed to be on film, it's static. just static. Which we've had this, uh, at least two other times now dealing with aliens. Aliens, I hope that it wasn't an alien, but then again, not so bad. Which because you gave him a ride. Could so he, just be playing off what we always 
attribute aliens to, which is like screen memories or making yeah. making it something that's familiar Ugh. to the area. That gives me goosebumps. So yeah, I mean, I don't but know. It what, is, it what is a weird. Piss ass alien that needs a ride, hitchhiking. You did give uh, an alien uh, a ride to the truck stop. I mean, it's something to talk about. It's definitely a conversation starter. I am. Um, yeah, man, it's almost like it's almost like the. I kind of, I'm kind of vibing Skinwalker. Yeah, but it's got that almost that classic lady in white ghost story where you give them a ride and they disappear. Right. The whole camera thing is what throws throws me for a loop. Like, well, for me, it's the physicality of him being able to touch the touch dude. It, yeah. Because you don't think of ghosts as physical you beings. Think so. Because I don't know. You bro. Can't smack a ghost. No. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. I don't know, Todd. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Uh, it's pretty your, bizarre. Your experience is definitely weird. And the fact that two of them mentioned skinwalkers. Yeah, there's probably something to it. Yeah, yeah. There's probably something to it. Maybe I'll have to look into skinwalkers, see if they can just vanish. I'm sure they can. <clears throat> yeah, they're skinwalkers. They can do whatever the fuck Exactly. They Exactly. But speaking of speaking of such, thank you, Todd, for uh, taking the time to send that experience in. I don't yeah, know, it bro. It was actually weird. awesome. <clears throat> it it was, is weird. It's a cool one. Kyle's going to morph from a skinwalker to a dogman. He's going to yeah. jump right into these bizarre dogman attacks. Yep. This story definitely caught my attention. I'm, I was putting in work... Uh, I just gotten done written my occult in modern times, and I'm like, what? I got plenty of time left. What can I uh, write about? So I just thought, about, I'm like, dog man. I haven't really written about dog man too much. Get to looking around, and I find this story. It's from the cloakedhedgehog.com. Oh, that's a dope podcast. Yeah, or not podcast, <laughs> a website. Yeah. So. The person submitting this story says that on October 23rd, 23rd, I I, I say it like my son would say it, (laughs) October 23rd, they were woke up by a gang of crows raising hell on their property. So this dude, you come to find out a little more about him personally later, but I wrote that this dude must have been ready because... (laughs) He hears crows outside, and he's like, all right, that's it. Fuck it. Something's out there. I'm going to grab my shotgun, which is loaded with double-op buckshot. I'm going to go have me a look. <laughs> so he He's goes, like, coming for you, crows. Yeah. Trying yeah. to take a nap. Yeah. So he goes outside, and he notices a dead deer balled up on the edge of his pond. And at this point, which once again, later on, you find out a little more about this guy. But at this point... I'm assuming he, which I, who wouldn't do it? He walks, he must have walked out in his underwear or his jammies or whatever. Cause at this point, he's like, all right, see that dead deer over there? I think I'm going to go. Oh, and, and the crows, he noticed that the crows were alerting to something roughly about 40 yards up the hill. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the house. I'm going to get myself dressed. He grabs his 1911 and his semi auto 308. Which 308's a pretty heavy round. She's a nasty girl. Then he heads back to the scene. This guy goes into straight hunt mode 
and decides to flush out whatever the crows were alerting to. So he starts to move around, kind of flank the general area where the crows were alerting to. And when he got to that spot, the crows had, had left and he found a large depression in the leaves behind a big log. For some reason, he goes back down. I'm assuming this is the way it's read. He goes back down, drags the deer up to this spot, and he's assuming, you know, or I'm assuming that he's trying to compare the size of the impression on the ground, you know, since deers are known for uh, bedding and compressing grass, all that shit. At this point, he noticed how oddly the deer had been mutilated. There were no drag marks. There were no no footprints anywhere. There was no blood. There were no guts or or tufts of hair anywhere. The deer actually had a whatever it was bit on its skull, and it bit hard enough to puncture the skull. The tooth went through the skull. It was and the the guy says it was a massive bite. He said the deer's backbone had been ripped out from the abdomen because whatever it was oddly like gores the deer and then reaches up into the deer, grabs the backbone and pulls it out (laughs) through the belly. Uh, the, The deer's right leg was broke. The deer's shoulders had been turned inside out. And its back loins were removed. The deer had also been drained of all of its blood. That's so crazy. That <clears throat> there's so much visual carnage, but there's not any like evidence that it yeah. happened. There. And after I'm done with the story, I'll show you the pictures of it. He actually took pictures oh, of all of it. Sick. I'll yeah. have to post them up. Uh, and get banned from Facebook. Right. The deer's white underbelly had all been removed, along with the guts. The entire diaphragm was cleanly ripped out. And this guy's like, there's no known predator that could have removed it like this. Not even a human would really do this. So the rest of the day, the guy searches his property because he's like, all right, there's no guts. There's no blood. There's no nothing. That obviously means this is not the kill site. It was killed somewhere else. So he, he wanders all around his property and finds nothing can't find a thing so i guess he he, you know he basically gets tired of trying to find the kill site and he's like all right whatever it's over with i am going to call her a day later on that night around 12 o'clock something massive let out a deep gravelly howl that he says lasts about 10 seconds roughly an hour later Something was outside growling and circling his home. He claims it, it circled his house around 70 times. Holy and shit. And a few of those times, as it was going by, every once in a while it would try to open a door. It would try and pull on the windows. Just before daylight broke, the thing decided to leave. Now, the entire next day, the man has a strong feeling that he was in danger the second night the creature comes back and he says i 
I open the, the blind of the window at my kitchen sink to see where exactly this creature is. He's like, it was, it was really dark. There was very little moonlight. And then all of a sudden, this thing walks in front of the window. He's like, my heart basically stopped because whatever the fuck it is out there is walking on its hind legs. He could see its arm swinging as it walked by. It had a head the size of a large grizzly bear with ears about seven inches long and a very long snout. It stood about eight feet tall and was all black. So, you know, whether it was fear or amazement or awe or whatever, maybe a little bit of all of it, he sits there and watches this thing pass the window several times. And he's like, all right, I need to, I need to go get old girl. So he goes and he grabs his 308 just in case this creature decides to come through the door or the window or whatever. The creature stops at the window and he said that it actually had to bend down to look inside the window. And he's like, this thing couldn't see me because I was standing just far enough off to the side that I know that there's no way this thing saw me. So as this creature is looking in the window, he raises his gun and he kind of focuses it right on the creature's head. And he, he really didn't have any intention to shoot. He was only going to shoot if this creature decided to try to come through the window. But at this moment, when he has the gun zeroed on the, on the creature's head, he flips off the safety. And the second he flips that safety, the creature's ears perk up. And he oh, looks shit. right in the direction of where the dude is. He's, he, I must, the guy is still under the assumption that the creature can't see him, but the creature definitely heard something coming from his location. So it stands there for a couple more seconds trying to listen for any other movements, and then it starts to slowly back away, only to continue circling the home. He said it it does it did this for about the, the next four hours until it finally left. So the man waited another thirty minutes and decided, all right, it must be gone. I'm gonna go to bed. Well, while I was lying there, and this is the literal first time I've ever heard of anything like this, but it starts to bring back some memories for me. Well, as he was lying there, he could hear something approaching the wall where his head was. Once it got closer, he could hear a heartbeat. And as this thing got closer and closer, the the heartbeat noise got louder and louder That's and louder. Then he could hear bristly fur rubbing against the wall just out just just right on the other side of his head. He said that the heartbeat got so loud that the man's dog was actually hiding and shaking. Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. 
When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And started to whine as if it was dying, almost like this heartbeat noise was like causing his dog pain. So at this point, the man jumps off the bed, grabs his rifle again, thinking, all right, you know what? I'm probably hearing my own heartbeat because I'm scared out of my gourd right now. So he checks his pulse and his heartbeat was slower than the noise he was hearing. He said that it was so bizarre because he could literally hear the blood pumping through this thing's heart. And he said it sounded almost like a fizzy soda. Hmm. After about two minutes of this, the creature must have started to back away because the noise started to quiet down, which it completely stops. So he assumes the creature is, you know, gone. The man ends his encounter with, I don't think it has come back since the heartbeat, but I know it will be back at some point with more elaborate tricks. Whether it's to kill me or just simply run me off the property is kind of anybody's guess. This dude is also a United States Marine combat veteran. So, would explain why he has firearms so many of them and why he doesn't fuck around yes and being a combat vet dude's not gonna scare very easy um trying to break this down so it's oh there's there's a little bit more not as far as his experience but there are like so after some after this guy submits his episode or his story to this web page he starts kind of digging around the community asking questions and he found out that some of his neighbors would occasionally hear things walking through the woods at night and one of his neighbors even warned him that something comes around here at night 
The man also believes that if it wasn't for the crows warning him that day, he wouldn't be here. As far as the deer goes, the man had actually saved this deer and fed it and took care of it. So the deer that got killed was his fucking buddy. He had rescued this deer, right? It's like a sign. So, you know, like I said, he considered it to be a friend. And the deer would also more or less alert the man if anything were to approach the property. And I fucking love this part because it just makes me smile. The man said, and and, and I have the pictures to prove it. He, where he originally found this first deer, not long after, he found another deer in the exact same spot. It was a fawn. And he actually had to go out there and put that deer down because something had wounded it and just left it there. Um, but the man says, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if dog man is trying to make like peace offerings to me, but he's going about it all the wrong way. It killed the one deer it should have left alone. <laughs> and I, like I read that and I'm like, yes, just messed up. He's like, I'm a United States Marine and heavily armed here, including night vision. I recently purchased slugs designed to kill grizzly bears I also set up tripwire alarms and a perimeter around my home and game cameras. He also notes that during his encounter with Dogman, that he had a camera set up where he feeds the deers. Well, that night, the camera caught coyotes, and he swears that he has never, ever, ever, ever captured coyotes on his trail cams before or after this experience, only during this experience. That's weird. But I've also heard that Dogman runs with packs like that. That's weird. Um, oddly enough, the pictures from the second deer are pretty fucked. It has this odd, huge chunk missing from its ass. And the man also notes that buzzards in the area won't touch anything a Dogman kills. Anything else won't last a day, but anything a dog man kills, the buzzards want nothing Where to do else with did it. We hear that. Uh, cattle mutilations. Cattle mutilations. Yep. But here's the fawn. That's not the OG one that was. No, this apart. this this one's the fawn. The second one he had to put down. Almost like he's leaving, like a trade. Yeah. Like we heard from some Bigfoot encounters, where yep. the Bigfoot will take apples off the tree, and in turn he'll leave. Uh, rabbit heads. Right. Now this would be the OG one. Oh. There's the puncture marks. Yeah. Look, there's the spine pulled through the belly. Uh, That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. So I'm thinking about his uh, his encounter and like the thing that throws me for a loop is that it kept circling the house and it was checking the doors and the windows. This thing's massive enough to where if it wanted to come in, that's what he said. It's coming in. He's like this thing. He's like, it it would have turned my front door to splinters if it wanted to. Yeah. It's almost like it was almost like it's feeling him out or intimidating him. Maybe trying to scare him. Well, Well, what's kind of fucked up when I was reading the story 
I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of processing things and dude, it, it is so similar to the experience I had minus seeing an eight foot creature. I don't remember seeing that. I remember seeing a dog, but dog jumped up to kitchen window where I seen it. The dog circled my house as I'm walking through my house. I hear what I perceive as someone beating on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Or the walls as I move through the house. And then when I lay down in my bed, not a foot away from my head, I hear boom, 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 boom. That's the worst. And I mean, you you can go back to the very first episode we have ever done. And that story is there of me telling this story. And as I'm reading this guy's story, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm like, but there are a couple parallels there that are fucking weird. That is, that is creepy. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't even perceive my encounter as a dog man experience until Tony brought it up. I wonder if there are any dog man encounters around our area. That's a good question. Any locals that are listening, if you've had some sort of encounter with what you might believe is a dog man. It's a good question. Uh, shout us out and let us know. Because I'm curious if it's if it's kind of a geographical thing that we got going on around here. Our and area then, is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. But nobody wants to talk about it. And then back to that first picture there, that almost looks like something of a cattle mutilation. Kind of. Just how weird it is yeah or something to it it almost looks like something to get a bite out of it. yeah i want i don't even know it's fucking weird looking man did he find did it say that he found any tracks or anything no never did hmm. no never did but i got to i got to digging around a little bit more because this is this is i want to say pretty close to the lbl in Kentucky there. And ironically enough, in Kentucky, around the 1600s, there the French settlers brought tales of the Rogaroo, a bipedal dog-like creature with the tendency of violence towards anyone who witnesses it. Werewolf dog. Also, Cherokee tribes in the same area have stories of the Limican, a word borrowed from northern tribes to describe an almost identical beast. So how bizarre is it that you have all sorts of different cultures seeing yes. the same shit yeah. throughout and they centuries. Just, they just named it something different, right? It's just yeah. different names. And I mean, you think about the the story of werewolves. They're, they're pop culture icons. Yeah. But they had to have spawned from somewhere. Bingo. And 90% of them have the appearance... Of what this dude described. It's like when I uh, was, were we hanging out that day when I Googled what's the difference between a dog man and a werewolf? Yes. And someone said, werewolves aren't real, dog men are. Yeah. <laughs> I said, It was right. on our last Patreon. Yep. All right. Yep. Copy that. Yeah. And then the the last one that I have is, you were kind of, you briefly touched on it, but I ended up finding a little bit on it. Apparently around the same area, there have been, reports of 
people finding livestock slaughtered. And it, it's almost like it's killing it for sport. Like, it's not even eating it. It's just killing it for sport. One man even said that he, he saw it. I think it jumped out of his chicken coop and ran past him. And it was an older man, and he's like, I pissed myself. <laughs> I legitimately pissed myself when I seen it. I would, too. Uh, the last one that I found was... I fucking would, too. Around the 1980s, there was a report that the police were called to a campsite in the backwoods of the LBL. They found a pretty fucking gruesome scene. They found three bodies, a young couple, and a child. All of the bodies have been ripped to shreds, like decapitated, arms ripped off, the whole nine. And one of the cops walks, uh, I think it was like 50-something yards away, kind of investigating the, the surrounding area, and the men back at the camp hear a scream. So the cops run in that direction, and it's their coworker who is has blood all over them, or all over him, and the blood was coming from above them. So they shined lights up the tree and they found a body in the tree that was just as mutilated as the other ones. And they're, they're, they're contributing this to a dog man attack. And apparently from what, like there's big controversy around that, that story. A lot of people are saying it's just, uh, a legend or, or whatever. But there are people that also swear up and down that it's it's a true story. And a lot of people are assuming, suggesting that the local police slash government is covering it up because they don't want people to know about it. Yep, that's what I've heard. Which, I mean, it, it would make sense, especially if it, it like... If you're in a small town, small, small town, this this local sheriff is most likely not going to want that to get out. No. Nope. Everybody would be terrified. But it makes you wonder, like all them people that go missing in the National Forest and all that shit, or just anything. People go missing. How many times, you know, is it possible that the local police department or even the government is stepping in and going, yeah, you're going to figure out something else to tell the people you're yeah. not telling them about this. It's yeah. not happening. Not today. I had heard that, uh, story. If for anybody that's wondering, LBL stands for land between the lakes and it's just this swath of uh, land in Kentucky where some kind of beast is reported to live. I'd heard that second story told. It's made its rounds on TikToks a couple times. And I hear it told differently. Um, some people say that the family lived inside a motorhome, which is what I heard the first yeah, time. Yeah. And they found um, two uh, the parents inside the motorhome, brutally murdered. Really? Torn apart. Just the. Motorhome was just soaked, and they found the partially devoured body of the daughter lodged yeah. in a nearby tree. Yeah. So. I did find another version of the story written 
a little bit different than what you just said. But they kind of like wrote it as a story, like like somebody was there with firsthand account of it because they were like the son and the father were by the tongue of the camper and then this beast appeared and oh, went after the dad. That was actual account. Yeah, and I'm like, but there were no survivors? Yeah. So, uh, like, like, I see the, what you're trying to do here, and it's not very cool. The commonality is definitely the the fact that it it's supposedly covered up by authorities. They said there's a small tourist industry, and they don't want to, like, push that uh, button yeah. because the economy is so teetering on bringing people in to spend money down there. Yeah, and with that... With that first story, um, the guy reported that he he started uh, looking into it, you know, trying to figure out what the fuck he's seen. And he's like, I was shocked to hear about or hear so many stories of people around me that have dealt with this. I'm also shocked that I heard of a quote, he called it a quote unquote hive of dogmen living I think it was out around the sawmill in Grand Rivers, Kentucky, I believe. And I tried Googling that story to see if I could find it anywhere. And I could not find it. Because I was like, well, if there's like a whole clan of dogmen living in a specific area, I got to hear about this. Oh, kidding. And I could not find it. I Googled or I searched everything that I could as far as dogmen and Grand Rivers and the sawmill and this, that, and the other, and nothing popped up for me at all. I did find another semi-recent encounter to add to that I'll read to everyone. It's from uh, cryptids.fandom.com. It states, One of the most frightening of these uh, encounters happened to a group of Murray State University students who were camping in the land between the lakes in 1973. A group of young men were enjoying the woods on a warm spring weekend, sitting around a campfire by their Volkswagen microbus, and just having a good time. As the evening began to draw in, one of the students went off into the woods to take a piss. When he returned to the campsite, he told his friends that he felt like something was watching him, and then he had heard, quote, something sniffing in the woods around him. His friend said that he just heard a wild hog or some other animal. The student said he'd never heard anything like it before and grew increasingly nervous as the darkness started to fall. As the, the night grew, the group started to hear shuffling sounds of something large moving in the fallen leaves. It seemed to be circling their campsites and moving incredibly swift. The boys became anxious. They shined their flashlights into the woods in the directions of the footsteps but saw nothing. And then the howling began. It was wild, insane howling, like a wolf, only much louder than any wolf could ever be, and with an unnatural, blood-curdling quality that almost made the howling sound like mocking laughter. It seemed to come from everywhere around them. First one side of the circle of light around the fire, and then the opposite. Soon the terrified campers began to catch glimpses of a pair of glowing red eyes as it ran past in the dark. The terrified boys retreated their Volkswagen bus, and widely decided not to stick around to get a better look. Tearing down the road, they soon saw that they were being pursued, and that a massive shadowy figure was barreling behind them, barely visible in the bus's taillights. As the bus slowed to make a corner, they felt a massive jolt, and then it seemed as if something was holding the Volkswagen back. Giving everything it had, it broke free and tore out of the forest and didn't stop till they were back at Murray State Campus. 
Back on the campus, they found four deep light gashes, claw marks, if you will, torn into the metal engine compartment covered at the back of the bus. Fuck that. Could you imagine the power something would have to have to cling on to that and not let the bus move? No, no. I mean, it would. It would literally be able to rip you to shreds. So as evidence for and encounters with, they call it the beast between the lakes, continues to this day. Experienced hunters shy away from the area, but those sportsmen who are new enough to the area scoff at the legends, often come home with tales of feeling as if they're being stalked in the woods. Deep holes, almost nest-like, are found dug within these woods, with tufts of long hair, coarsely textured, grayish-brown fur found within them. Hmm. Rangers in the park are routinely asked what the strange howling is at night that the campers uh, often hear. I heard. Uh, I, I read a similar story to the way you just said about, <clears throat> but these guys were out there riding dirt bikes, and ended up running into one and. It started chasing one of them. I mean, he got away because the dirt bikes are, you know, they accelerate so fast. But he said it was fucking chasing him. Um, a buddy of mine, actually the guy that always stops you at the gas station. Yeah. His dad had a, not a dogman encounter, but a Bigfoot encounter that's very similar. Really? They chased them. They were out camping on dirt bikes. And they had their camp set up, the campfire going, and something started stalking the perimeter of the camp. Um, started throwing stuff at them. They got terrified, jumped on the bike, took off. Something chased them. They ended up leaving one. They both jumped on the same bike, I think, and took off. And when they came back to the campsite the next morning, everything was fucked. The other dirt bike was torn to shreds. The camp was torn up. All the food was torn through. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I couldn't imagine coming face-to-face with an eight-foot-tall... Anything. Yeah, a human being alone is impressive, but you... Get an eight foot plus tall fucking werewolf or a damn silverback gorilla. No. 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 I'm out. I'm done. I'm not dealing. I know. No way. Me and Kyle are jumping on the same bike and rolling out. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's how it is. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. We're gone. Audi (laughs) 5000, baby. I'm not. I'm not taking my chances with those things. No. Because no matter what, we don't stand a chance. Yeah, I've never I've never heard about do, like dogmen possibly digging caves, or not caves, but like, like nests, little yeah holes. little holes. But I've the never. fact that they refer to it as a hive kind of almost equates to that, and and it's weird. It's it's a creepy description. I heard another story about Bigfoot here just popped up. I just saw it on the Facebook, but. I can't remember what state it's in. Somewhere south. It might be Kentucky. It someone witnessed two full-grown Bigfoots going into abandoned coal mines. Interesting. Yeah. Like Interesting. Maybe they do hang out underground. Yeah. Also, if anyone listening has heard this fucking story, please point me in the direction cuz I would really like to find the story again. Because I can't remember what podcast I heard it on, but it was a story of dogmen fighting Bigfoot fighting Indians. Mm. Yeah, I I think if I remember right, the Indians wasn't one of them created to fight yes. the other. I've yes, I don't know if I heard you talking about that or if I actually heard it. I think but you, I have heard it somewhere. Yeah, it might have been me, but 
I can't find <clears throat> the fucking story Excuse again. Me. It was a really good one. But yeah, uh, I can't remember which one was created for the... I, th- I, I want to say the Bigfoot were created to fight the dogmen. But it could be. It could very well have been the other way around. And then it got to the point where they all basically started fighting each other. Because the Indians tried double-crossing them and killing them all. Now everybody's a goddamn enemy. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and then it, and then eventually got to the point where they just kind of all separated into gang territories. <laughs> They're like, you don't mess with us. Yeah. We won't mess with you. Yeah. You don't mess with us. It was a really fascinating story. I'd, I'd like to find it again, but I cannot find it. I even tasked Discord with finding it, and they couldn't find it. I've heard it before, but like I said, I don't know if it was us talking about it. Right. Previously, or if it's something new. Right. Or something I heard, I mean. Yeah, it was a good one. <clears throat> but nevertheless, that's that was my little bit of a dog man finding. Pretty interesting shit. You don't... I I don't hear too much about dog men. Oh, that's why... I really I, don't. If any, if in this falls on anybody's ears that have had experiences with what they believe to be a dog man, please let us know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you don't hear, I don't. I shouldn't say you. I I don't hear many dogman stories. No, I feel like they kind of get lost in the flow with other similar cryptids. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, get us your dogman stories, please, and thank and you, and all your other stories. Yeah, because I guarantee there's some really dope dogman stories out there. Oh, yeah. So until next time, check us out at all our socials. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Come and hang out with us. Till we meet again, stay weird, stay safe, and don't try to fight a dogman on your own. Don't try to trade deer with dogman. (laughs) 